What? I said I was here. I didn't say I was ready. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant... <laughs> you caught me with his pants on high, Neil. All right, well... Oh, Neil, did you want to get that audio from Fest that I, that I recorded at Fest today where Fest was like saying, anyone who does this is, is not a real reviewer that's... Uh, and I said to Fest, you're talking about that guy with the glasses. And Fest was like, well, that's different because they only attack people who make money. He's like Bane. The what? Bane of viewers. What? He's like Bane. We're giving back the movies to the people. Oh, <laughs> the Bane of viewers, yeah. To the people. Uh, so, actually, you know what's really funny is uh, I, I was talking to some some idiots a couple days ago that were bitching about Turtles Forever again, saying, saying the 87 Turtles were too goofy. I'm like, I just watched 87 again. No, they weren't. And and <laughs> because they keep on saying that, they, they're, they're, and I'm like, are you acting like 87 was this perfect thing and all of the Turtles have to be like it? And, and it's like, ugh. It wasn't a perfect thing. It was a thing. We acknowledge it, we like it, we enjoy it, but it's not the only valid interpretation, especially when it comes to adaptations, it's one of the worst adaptations ever. It's like, well, it's like the Kick-Ass movie. People, uh, there's many people that love the Kick-Ass movie, hence why we have Kick-Ass 2. However, the comic book is entirely different. Again, it's a lousy uh, adaptation. However, it's a valid one. It's a, it, it has its own merits. I don't know. Oh, by, by the way, uh, uh, Neil. What? Uh, Fest got into this, this whole this whole Miss Marvel's costume is sexist thing. Oh, he's a he's a fucking moron. But I have I have to kind of steer back to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle thing where you're like like I was arguing with idiots today. You you know you you argue with those people on that stupid forum and then you <laughs> then you come to me and you're like how badly did I own them and I'm like you're arguing with idiots it's like it's like beating, <laughs> it's, beating it's like beating up a six year old and being like how how bad did I kick that guy's ass I'm like it's a six year old <laughs> it's I true enjoy, it's I true you do that all the time I enjoy kicking six year olds it's usually Neil. to the same guy besides I enjoy kicking six year olds Neil it's fun. You know, out of context, that would get you in jail, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's like a, it's like punting, Neil. Okay, I shouldn't do it that much, but but sometimes those people are really fucking stupid. Yeah, I know, but okay, I'll leave it alone, Neil. I'll leave it alone. It's like trying to argue with uh, someone from the uh, from uh, not Landover Baptist. What, what's that? Westboro. Westboro. I kept thinking of Landover Baptist, but that's a parody. Yeah, the Westboro Baptist Church. Okay. It's like arguing with those with those guys and winning and be like, I really want an argument with them. Okay, well, I enjoy winning arguments with Fez as well because Fez, Fez went through this whole, you know, Miss Marvel's costume is, is sexist and the new costume isn't as sexist. I'm like, what? You know, he, says, he, he, he's, he was going through this whole spiel about how thigh highs are sexist. How, how can an article of clothing be sexist? You know, last time I checked, women wear those things of their own accord. It's not like a burqa. Well, did you guys hear about the, the Geisha Victoria's Secrets uh, uh, article that got banned? Because it would sexualize Asian women. It says uh, Asian women are meant to be sexualized. And it's like, what? It, it, then what about the French maid outfit? <laughs> I mean, what does it say about French women in service? I, I mean, they, they someone complained about how it was racist or 
I don't know. I don't know what it was exactly, but they basically took off something that was like a a small kimono robe uh, because it was racist, uh, racist and sexist. And it was like, what? Well, that's for, that's the problem when you start creating protected classes with that kind of thing. Well, I even I even said, have you ever listened to Gail Simone? And he's like, no, I I would love to talk to her. I'm like. There was a whole time. There was like this conversation once where she was going on about how important Nightwing's ass is for this comic book issue. So shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a friend of mine. Uh, she's a comic book fan. She has cosplayed as Batgirl and all. And you, you know, I've been drawing the Batman: The Legend sketch cards, right? Yes. And I get to keep some artist proof cards to myself. I was like, uh, so uh, I'm gonna makes one for you. What do you want me to draw? And she says, Nightwing's ass. And I'm like, you sure about Nightwing's ass, she says. And then she shows me all these many tumblers only dedicated to Nightwing's ass. It's like the 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 counterbalance of everything because, you know, most of the superheroes usually wear a cape and it covers them, their asses. But Nightwing's ass is always out there, you know, fighting for to please women all over the world and also open-minded men. Hey, Robert Bell. Hello. So, so Neil. Yeah. How's uh, Dossian running? Oh, she's doing just fine. Okay. Okay. Just making sure because it's a uh, <clears throat> because you're still running that cheater filler I arc. I told everyone that I was doing that. <laughs> I- I mean, the only thing I didn't do was give away the name of it because it was supposed to be the April Fool's Day joke anyway. I've just busted your chops, man. You old chum. Old chum. Old chum. (laughs) Okay, how am I now? What do you think, Neil? Do you think that'll work? Yeah. He just sounds a little echoey, like he's, like, away from the mic for some reason. Do you move away from the mic so you can breathe? (sighs) Okay, Neil just keeps sighing. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh boy. Not what I was saying. <laughs> it's the final episode of the One Up Podcast. Yeah, because this won't go up until next week. So I put up the last One Up Podcast on our site. Everyone should go listen to it, especially if you were a gamer and were subscribed to EGM back in the day. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of people are on that show. Uh, Jeremy Parrish is on it. Ray Barnholt's on it. Bob's on it. Uh, Tina Sanchez, Karen Chu, Sean Baby. Sean Baby! Sean Baby! He almost beat the shit out of Bull. You remember? I remember. Okay, so... Oh boy, this is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> Neil, you looking forward to this? Somewhat. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And what are we doing next episode again? Are we doing... Uh... Uh, what are we doing? I think Magic Knight Ray Earth. Okay. <laughs> we have that wonderful audio public behind <laughs> us. Uh, and I'm so sorry for that. Alright, well, it's not like we asked you to sing the Lunar Boat song. Oh, God. <laughs> and all I need desperately. Never do that again. <laughs> The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. 
Also, the Webcomic Beacon newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. So we ready for Fly in the Sky? Yeah, let me let me finish on my sandwich really quick and I'll be ready. Okay, what kind of sandwich? It's just peanut butter. Oh. Peanut butter jelly time. I don't think Neil has jelly. I think he just has peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, I did do the jelly and peanut butter sandwich thing. It's awesome. I literally just walked into the door, and I'm, I was hungry. I needed something to eat really fast. Uh, well, you could... Uh, no, that's not a good joke. That's going to like go nowhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh, tonight we're talking about G Gundam, a uh, very interesting Gundam series, which is basically like Gundam meets WWE. Uh, this year, I'll spend my co-host. TV's Mr. Neil. Burning Bacon. And joining us again is uh, Gundam fighter Pablo Prino from Neo Uruguay. Look, the bacon's burning red. And and also joining us is listener Robert Bell. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. No relation to art. Okay, so. Uh, no relation to Bozo. <laughs> so, G Gundam. Hey. G Gundam is a series that's, uh, that's made for one of the Gundam anniversaries. I forgot which anniversary Pablo will tell me. I believe me. it was the 25th anniversary or the 20th anniversary. It was around that. And the, and the premise is Earth has basically become a slum, so all the rich countries make neo-country... Uh, colonies. Uh, like, uh, space colonies. Colonies floating, shaped just like their countries, like floating in space, orbiting Earth. And the Earth is the slums where all the poor people live, and every, like so many years they have a Gundam fight where all the, every colony sends a Gundam and a Gundam pilot to earth to fight over which colony gets to rule all the colonies for the next period. Best elections ever. And every country is anniversary. And, and every, and every uh, country is Neo, whatever there's Neo United States, Neo Canada, Neo Mexico. Honestly, if all the other countries leave earth, Mexico wouldn't go, too. Mexico would be like, hey, I'm taking the rest of this planet. Oh. <laughs> because, they're, because they're like, like you want us to build rocket ships? and No, we're just going to take... You're all abandoning the rest of this place. We're taking it. That's actually what uh, the New Mexico pilot wants. He's the only one of the Gundam pilot that just wants to go back to Earth. Neo Mexico would be the United States. <laughs> <laughs> well, give it another year, Neil. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, uh, part of the problem, or problem, part of the charm, one would say, of uh, G Gundam is the absolute blatant, hilarious racial stereotypes of the Gundams. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it is said that it was because of uh, the director's uh, lack of conformity with Bandai's toy policies. So. His, they started making the Gundam designs as ridiculous and offensive as possible just to say, you know, that's stupid. You're never going to make it. And then Bandai goes and makes toys out of it. And actually, the toys <laughs> were 
way better than the ratings, but so they still kept going. <laughs> <laughs> and and they do get pretty fucking ridiculous. Uh, tequila Gundam, the Neo Mexico Gundam, has a sombrero and a mustache. And tequila Gundam. What? And it has a mustache too. That's true, I think. And uh, and Neo Cuba's Gundam is wearing a Castro hat, and he's piloted by Frank Castro, who oh, looks suspiciously God. similar to a certain president. <laughs> El Presidente. I love doing that. Anyways, uh, the uh, the Neo Canada Gundam is a, a lumberjack. Uh, uh, the, yeah, the, the Neo the, France the, the, Gundam the, has a Napoleon hat. Uh, the Spanish Gundam is a Toreador Gundam. It's a bull. Uh, there's also a Windmill Gundam, the Nether Gundam. Um, there's also how many more do we have here? Well, China's Gundam is you know the Dragon Gundam to explain that. Uh, we also have the Russia's Bolt Gundam that sort of has his head sort of shaped like a Cossack's head. And ah, my, one of my favorite designs is the uh, United States Maxter Gundam uh, that is shaped like a football player, American football player at first, but then the shoulder pads the detach and the uh, helmet you know lowers down. Uh, so it it then resembles uh, a boxer match with a bare chest and giant glo- boxing gloves. You know what an America's Gundam should have been? <coughs> what a cowboy! Please say it's Texas Mac. No, it, it should have looked like a, it should look like Duke from GI Joe, and and every time it fights, it just starts screaming America. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of so GI Joe too. But okay, let's move on. And uh, it should it should have looked like like Hulk Hogan. That way, it could it could just beat all the other Gundams with a leg drop. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and basically, the story follows uh, Domon Cashew, who is uh, who is quite nutty and uh, <laughs> or nutty person. Yeah, basically, Domon Cashew. Yeah, basically, he is wandering around. Uh, Doing the the dark loner uh, martial artist thing, you know, that following around is this bubbly, cheerful uh, girl named Rain, who he utterly emotionally abuses throughout the whole series. <laughs> uh, he has a soft spot for her in a few episodes, but uh, at least the first ten episodes are brutal. Come on, and and it's. And basically, Domon is looking for his brother who disappeared. Uh, Kaichi, I think his brother's name is. Sort of. Ko- or Koichi, or something like that. Kyoji. And, and he, Kyoji, yeah, he keeps on looking for his brother Kyoji, who who left his family in disgrace by stealing the Dark Gundam, and and it's and so he's trying to find his brother Kyoji and trying to find the Dark Gundam while also trying to win the Gundam fights. And in order to then uh, release his father from cryo sleep, which he has been sentenced to, given his son's treason and his involvement in and the creation because, of Dark Gundam. Yes, his father is sleeping in a uh, in in a Sleeping Beauty esque uh, Snow White style uh, crystal coffin with flowers. That's true. That's a literal description. We're not 
make him final fate. Look it up. And so the first the first parts of the episodes are kind of, you know, ridiculous. Here's this new challenger. Here comes a new challenger. And then the final ten minute, five minutes or so is the actual Gundam match where they where they say, I challenge you to a Gundam match. And then and then this ring appears around the earth, this uh, energy like rope shows up around the earth signaling it's t- time for another Gundam match and and the narrator always takes off his eye patch before he announced and here's the next Gundam match uh, just in case this character is not like Mr. Referee from Metabots as in you know just popping out of nowhere uh, and announcing the, that the fight is on he, he only appears at the beginning of every episode and his name is Stoker and he serves like this meta uh narrator that addresses ourselves you know as the audience and tells us of the plot and the stuff that's going on he's not a character in the series at least not up to episode 25 which is the latest episode that i got to see but i still don't understand why he takes off his eye patch or uh, why he wears an eye patch if he has no problems with his eye i don't know eye patches are cool maybe he has a lazy eye <laughs> <laughs> so so overall, the, the whole the whole thing is ridiculous at first. Then we meet Nobel Gundam, which is Sailor Gundam, and we already made plenty of jokes about yeah. that already. And Sailor Gundam is is uh, is uh, piloted by this woman who, who's named Alan B, who has a berserker mode, where basically basically they they wait every four weeks until they turn it on, and uh, you know that I, I that would get you into some trouble. Then that's what what was it again, Neil? What was Ben's email, ben@animationaficionados.com. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ben at animationaficionados.com. Oh, yeah. Come on, ladies bring... and gentlemen. Anyways, or playing out, ladies. <laughs> okay, Al Borland. Anyways, uh... <laughs> a- anyways, uh, like I said, the first arc is basically, you know. Domon shows up to a new continent or a new country. He wanders around a bit. He meets somebody, helps somebody, and then let's. I challenge you to a Gundam match. Snap! I'm the duel. It's time to do to duel. <laughs> and that's how that's how the uh, that's how most of the uh, series ran. And like I said, it, it gets really silly at times and racial stereotypes, but it's it's dumb fun. It's it's like turn your brain off. Watch some G Gundam. Yeah, the only thing that I could point out regarding the is that the pacing it, it has a lot of decompression. It, it has a lot of decompression. Um, the it's it's like fifty episodes long, and seriously, uh, there's plenty of filler. I mean, uh, most episodes are one-offs, uh, and many of them are just. You know, stretching it quite a bit. I mean, uh, the moment I reached uh, episode 25, it was like, oh yeah, those guys, yeah, they're here. Oh yeah, uh, that guy, that, yeah, he's here too. Yeah, we're, no, yeah, we're just in the middle of the series. Yeah, we're gonna keep going. Yeah, now, now there's an official tournament. It's not like it was before, so deal with it. Uh, it, it has that <laughs> thing. It, it's, uh, it, it, however, uh, it's, it's plenty of fun. Uh, Gundam purists, uh, or guys that only wa- like their Gundam because of the down-to-earth, realistic uh, robot uh, and science fiction space space soap opera drama, do avoid this 
unless you have a very open mind and just don't mind about it uh, because seriously it's a it's not at all a Gundam series it's quite the opposite for example the whole concept of the of the colonies the original in the original series it was like the outcasts were the ones that ended up in the colonies and the earth was in power here's the exact opposite uh it's the the outcasts are, are were left on earth and they are the victims of this uh Gundam war and the thing is that we mostly get uh if you want drama <laughs> it's it's the sort of shonen manly over fantasized drama because it's uh, we, up to episode 20 or so we only get death by origin stories the only yes, people that the... died were in the origin stories and uh, let's let's also talk about um, uh, let's also talk about uh, about uh, Schwartz, who is secretly Racer X, who is secretly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a character called Schwartz Bruder, uh, which translates uh, as Black Brother, uh, who. There's a very complex explanation as to who he is, but let's start with the surface. Let's scratch the surface just a bit, the top of the iceberg. He is the Gundam fighter from Germany. He pilots the Spiegel Gundam. He's a ninja. You, you know, every ninja cliche you can think of, this guy does it, only wrapped up in the flag of Germany. You know, black, <laughs> red, and yellow. This is a ninja that's black, red, and yellow. But that's every sort of ninja stuff. And he's like this secret uh, helper. He shows up to assist, and he's sometimes a rival and challenges in order to improve himself and all that and then comes the revelation where his mask comes off and he is Kyoji only he's not I mean Domon's brother uh, who was possessed by the Dark Gundam his last free will actually uh, defeated the original Schwartz and embedded the devil Gundam cells into the Schwartz dead body and remolded him as an android that looks like him and thinks like him and is programmed in order to help and protect Domo Cashin. Or yeah. his Racer X. <laughs> I go with Racer X because it's much less complicated. And uh, we also have to talk about Master Asia. Oh, who, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yes. At the moment Master Asia appears, all logic goes out of the window. I mean, you were up to episode... 11 and you were saying okay giant gundams people doing street fighting on gundams all over the earth a battle royale of ro giant robots okay i can deal with this and then suddenly master asia appears and he takes a ribbon and decapitates a mobile suit and yes uh, he does and he does this on him as himself with his bare hands you know out of any sort of mobile suit and which by the way i gotta say Master Asia is very underpowered once he gets inside a mobile suit, because the sort <laughs> of things that he does all by himself uh, is nothing compared. Uh, it, it, it's incredibly awesome. And once he gets into a mobile suit, he's just you know, oh, he's a badass Gundam fighter, yeah, but he's not you know using like a hairpin in order to destroy an army. Uh, and, and he's so visually ridiculous. I mean, there's this weird power where he basically becomes a Tasmanian devil tornado with his head 
coming out of the top, and then he asks uh, his student Domo Kashin to sort of hadoken him against an army of mobile suits. And it's like, <laughs> if you're still watching, stick around, we're gonna go even further. <laughs> so, uh, so Robert, uh, who's your favorite Gundam fighter? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the main star, Domon Kashu. Who, Domon? Yeah. Domon Kashu? Yeah. One thing we have to mention is the way that they pilot the Gundams aren't the same as like the other Gundam series where you're in a cockpit and you're like controlling things with stuff. No, what happens is you have a plug suit that forms around you with like this giant ring that like covers your body and, and like snaps around you. And when Rain does it, they try to make it a little bit more erotic. <laughs> yeah. So tight. Uh. You know they do. And speaking of and speaking of the Gundams, you know the actual connection suits. Uh, Master Asia has a horse, and, uh, and and when his Gundam's riding a horse Gundam, the horse Gundam is piloted by a horse. No one. Yes, a horse. A horse. I'm the Mr. Red. Yes. <laughs> it's time for intermission, boys and girls. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on geekcastradio.com. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Greg. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one G.I. Joe podcast, What's On Joe Mind. That's right. It's Joe News, reviews, and special guests like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. Hey. We're just kidding, Chuck. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right, please. Hey! It's What's On Joe Mind. Every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. Can I say something about Transformers? No! Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. And now, back to the show. There, there's so plenty, so much to like about this series. I, I mean, seriously, so far, the, the one thing that I, uh, I've had a problem with is the pacing. But the, the sort of... It's a wild animation style that it has, you know. It's all over the top, all of the time. Like, if you can just put it on slow motion and you'd find, like, a hundred uh, hidden keyframes all over the place. I do, I do enjoy the animation quality and the animation style of this. I think that's one of the strongest things this series has. Is it just does have really good animation. But again, you know, like I said, this is a series that's meant to be ridiculous. And you know, I I was on board for a while because this was aired on Toonami, and it's like this was a perfect Toonami animated air because the dub wasn't too bad, and and they were able to like not cut out some stuff because everything else was everything was pretty much already where PG <coughs> was or or a T- Y7 or whatever you want to call it. It pretty much already aligned there, so the the series wasn't too bad to air on Toonami, and 
like I said, I, I just enjoyed some of the fights and, and, but it does get in ridiculous and, uh, boy, it's, <laughs> should I bring up the ending now? No, I got something better than the ending. Domo has this attack called, like, Burning Finger. Mm-hmm. Shining Finger. Yeah, he starts it by, he starts it by saying, this hand of mine is glowing with an awesome power. And and in like a a a crest shows up on the back of his hand of a heart, and that's the thing. Uh, several other pilots have these crests on their hands because they're they're part of the Shuffle Alliance. Okay. That's like a secret society of Gundam pilots to make sure, like they're like the Freemasons, but they pilot Gundams. Okay. I don't know. I don't understand it either. Um, oh, Shuffle Alliance thing. It's never really explained in fully detail, in full detail. So just just ignore that part. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're part of the Shuffle Alliance, and uh, Master Asia is actually going around with a Dark Gundam, implanting Dark Gundam spores into people to uh, do Dark Spore Gundam stuff. I see. Oh, the Pablo. You explain it. Um, basically, there's this thing called the Dark Gundam, and it's uh, called the Devil Gundam in the original series, and uh, it's evil. So, basically, you know, Domon's brother stole it to do evil things, non-specified things but he has to be stopped no matter the cost and then uh, it, one of the things that happens is that he sort of has some weird cells that if you are infected by them will turn you into a zombie, an evil zombie that will be used for evil purposes like uh, standing around a city but not harming anyone. But you're evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's truly a crime against humanity. And uh, some of the so some of the other Gundam pilots are actually interesting in themselves because there's a uh, the American Gundam pilot has like five girlfriends. Woo! Of course he does. And uh, the French Gundam pilot's a sissy. And smells. <laughs> He's a cavalier. He's a knight. He's sophisticated. <laughs> and uh, and the uh, and the Russian Gundam is a prisoner, but he has a thing going on with his uh, with his uh, head guard that's like a military guard in an outfit that's like watching over him. And he also used to He's... be a space pirate. Yes, <laughs> and he fights for his friends. He's he's always chained up walking around with like this hot uh, Russian chick in this hot outfit, you know, in in a military uniform, and it, it, like I said, it's really funny to watch. And uh, but yeah, let's so Master Asia is having these dark Gundam spores infecting pilots and stuff like that, and Domon purifies them with the power of his shining finger. And, uh, which which is kind of weird the name because you know his whole hand shines during the attack. It's like even his the palm of his hand is shining. I wonder why it's not shining palm or 
or shining hand. It's shining finger. It's weird. But yeah, that and also the Shuffle Alliance actually gave gave their lives in an awesome nondescript power in order to save the future Shuffle Alliance members. And give them their crests. And give them their crests, yes. It was it was literally them passing the torch, yeah. And uh, and they uninfected them from the dark Gundam spores and gave them hand crests at the same time. So imagine a magic tattoo that like cures you of evil, and shines whenever one of your friends is learning a new special move. And uh, one thing I have to mention is Burning Gundam, the name of Domon's Gundam. It can go Super Saiyan. Why Japan? Why? Because Sonic can do it, too. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, basically uh, Domon uses this mode to uh, basically uh, defeat Master Asia. And Master Asia dies. He tears open his shirt to say, see, see, I wasn't infected with Dark Gundam Spores. I was just doing this because I thought this would be good for humanity. Okay. And <laughs> this is how it really happened. It's, I don't know if I'm spoiling it for Pablo or, or Robert. Uh, what was your take on it? Well, I was like 10 years old. I you know being really surprised, like, wow, he's kind of a joke. Okay. All right, well, that's that's how it pretty much went. And uh, now we have to talk about the ending of G Gundam. Okay. Uh, okay, the ending of G Gundam is the most cracked up, stupidest thing I've ever seen in G Gundam. It almost ruins the series for me because before I said it was big, dumb, stupid fun. Okay, so basically this evil scientist is going to complete the Dark Gundam. The Dark Gundam is missing this one part before it can become complete. It needs the power of reproduction. So the evil scientist kidnaps Rain, stuffs her in the core of the Dark Gundam because she's a woman. She has a uterus, so she has the power of reproduction. That's just that's just all sorts of fucked up. <laughs> so so basically, she's stuck in the dark Gundam, and she gets chrome plated, and uh, and basically the Suffolk Alliance they can't attack because Domon says no, you can't. You'll hurt Rain because he's like psychically linked with Rain because he loves her or something. And every time they attack it, he like gets images of Rain getting like cut. So so Domon decides, okay, I know what to do. He parks Shining Gundam. He walks out and he like confesses his love to Rain. And this frees Rain from the Dark Gundam. She flies naked through the air with sparklies. And they do they do a team up Kamehameha wave, powerful enough to summon the King of Hearts to punch a heart shaped hole through the Dark Gundam and win. With the power of love. Can you owe me? Awesome! Naked lady. Awesome. King of Hearts. Uh, and to think that whenever I do that, the one that ends up with a heart-shaped hole is me. <laughs> Shot through the heart? And you're to blame. <laughs> a bad name. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that that's how G Gundam ends. And I was I remember watching this on Toonabi, and I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> well, one of the things that we got a say here is that this is uh, you know uh, the work of an author uh, this uh, when when Gundam was originated to, uh, Tomino the director 
he wanted to make the most realistic down to earth depiction of earth uh, and uh, realistic uh, mecha uh, and he was also some sort of sociopath the psychopath that killed you know he was a genocide when it came to killing characters in his own series um uh, so people were getting more and more depressed with the storylines and bandai the you know the toy company said okay we need something that sells toys so they grabbed the this director that had done giant robo and also shingeta robo which are very manly crazed series like he would eventually do uh, gene messenger c uh, he's more of a crazy guy style all out, no holds barred director, you know, a man amongst men, uh, a crazy man amongst the craziest men. And so you can see plenty of stuff that has been in his work. And it's very unique and has absolutely nothing to do with Gundam from the anniversary uh, series that they did. They did Gundam X, Gundam Wing. And G Gundam, and G Gundam stands out as the one that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> well, uh, actually, the moment Master Russia appears, uh, you can practically scratch the uh, giant robots out of the series because, you know, they they're basically doing the same only in giant robots. You were going to say, Robert? Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's why I like it so much because it's so different. My main problem with all the other like. AU Gundams is, is that they're just doing the same things, just only only slightly different than what the original series did. It's very noticeable when you watch like a Gundam Seed or um, Other History X or Wing. It's all very noticeable that just just the same tropes. Or those waltz. It, it, yeah, waltz, which I don't talk about because that's the Movie. I hate that. I hate, I hate wing. It's overblown. Yeah, bait. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. So this is the manliest Gundam because, uh, but at the same time, it's also the one where the woman was put into the dark Gundam the powered because she has ovaries. Yeah. What's more powerful than ovaries? I mean, think about it. The only thing that holds back Goku. The most powerful being in the universe is his wife. Think this is true. That. Well, also, Chi-Chi did rank high in that Budokai, so I think you're kind of, like, downplaying Chi-Chi's actual strength. <laughs> it's just if you put, out of your many strengths. If you put Chi-Chi against Videl, I bet on Chi-Chi. Um, yeah. Besides, you also gotta uh, give this to both Chi-Chi and Videl. Uh, remember the usual... Uh, Kryptonian controversy. Yes. You know, uh, if woman of woman of a Kleenex. Yes, I know that. I've 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 watched Small Rats. Exactly. Uh, How you know if Superman has a kid, uh, the uterus of the woman would probably get crashed if it's a normal woman because you know Kryptonian DNA and all that, uh, super strength, and you know Saiyajins, they're pretty much the same. However, well, Saiyans actually can power down and lower their power level and, and and stuff because Goku can lower his power level down to five if he needs to. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but anyways, back to uh, G Gundam. It's uh, like I said, it was practically built for Toonami. 
back when Toonami used to be Toonami and not Kaka. It's Kaka. Kaka. Kakami. <laughs> well, come on. Toonami did have like a like a death throw going on for like two years before it finally died where it was like not Toonami, it was Shitnami. Hmm. No, this was this was this was the classic definitive Toonami anime. Tell the one-ish uh, was really good, like Vaughn and Kenjin and um, um, Tensi Muyo and all that awesome stuff. Tensi Muyo didn't really fit with the Toonami thing because Toonami supposed to be, you know, action cartoons. Fuck yeah, you know, Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, Dragon Ball. It's a what? That, that's what I see when I see Toonami. I, I I see I see you know action shows for boys. That's what Toonami means to me, and that's why G Gundam was perfect for Toonami. Yeah. Overall, I Besides, did. Go ahead, Pablo. Go go. No, no, I was gonna say that it it was also uh, such a self-contained series compared to the other Gundam series uh, on that date. So that was a nice fit. You were saying overall. Overall, I have to say, yeah, if you can find it, watch G Gundam. I, I I actually did enjoy it as long as you could turn your brain off and and not go nitpicky as hell on it. Like, why does a Gundam have a have a have a sombrero? <laughs> if you can turn yeah. your brain off, you might actually enjoy it. But at the same time, I, I I even I was like the whole uterus dark Gundam thing. I was like. Oh come on, King of Hearts <laughs> showing up. I was like, okay, that's a bit much. You know, the ending is is ridiculous on top of ridiculous. It, it's to the point that makes uh, that you know. And, and I say this as someone who enjoyed the ending to Gurren Logan, where where Simon is throwing galaxies against the the anti spiral and. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Who's Simon? Gurren Logan. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Simon the Digger. Yeah. When he was fighting the anti-spiral, they were throwing galaxies against each other, and as if they were shurikens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm saying yeah. Anyways, uh, I recommend G Gundam if you if you are in the mood for a mindless action cartoon that doesn't really have that much substance. If you just want to watch giant robots fight, duke it out, like America, like like WWE. G Gundam's your show. <laughs> Pablo, what's Most your what's your take? Yeah, I, I gotta stand by that. It's just that if you want to turn your brain off, have some silly fun. If you're a fan of you know manly fighter stuff and loners and weird superpowers and stuff, this is a series. Also, if you just want to see some unusual robot designs, these are pretty neat. I mean, you won't see any sort of designs like this in any other series for sure and also the directing is epic i mean uh it's so over the top it's hard just not to react to it all right and it's, uh and robert if you want to see a a giant robot fight another another giant robot go watch a g gundam that's where it's at yeah. All right, and uh, Neil, I Neil only has seen the clips I have yeah, shown. Yeah, I'm I'm just here along for the ride, and I'm just kind of scratching my head at this whole thing. I can't believe they made a cartoon out of this. <laughs> Come on, Neil. Dabayato. Anyways, 
Anyways, uh, this year was Ben. With TV's Mr. Neil. Pablo Prino and our dear host and dear guest. This is Robert Bell. And we are saying goodnight. Night. Okay. And there we have it. Sorry about all the audio issues. It's just that Skype has been kind of wonky lately. Been a bitch girl? Yeah, it's been a real bitch.